Welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Tiffany O'Donnell, the CEO of Women Lead Change. On today's episode, we'll be talking about how a shy Iowa girl created a global fitness brand before the age of 35. Babs King always loved fitness and wellness. She even owned a yoga and Pilates studio for a time. In today's episode, you'll hear more about the start of Fleo, a strength training apparel company known around the world for its bold and bright colors and prints. What started with the purchase of a sewing machine is now a global brand. A mother of three girls, Babs shares what drives her every day and why she loves it when the kids draw on the walls. Welcome, Barb King. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So let's talk a little bit about you, where you grew up, where you went to school, where you landed then, what you thought you'd be doing, all that kind of stuff. So I'm from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And um, I grew up there, went to Washington High School, went, stayed in Iowa, went to the University of Iowa, studied health and sports um, promotion while I was at the University of Iowa. I kind of knew very early on that the corporate world was not for me. I didn't take a single business class at Iowa. I, I did not take a single math class at Iowa, and Iowa has a great business school. Anything that was numbers oriented or spreadsheet oriented, I basically run in the other direction from. And so for me, I just knew that I was never going to end up doing something like that. So you Um, knew what you weren't going to do. You didn't know yet what you were going to do. I knew what I wasn't going to do. And I knew that I wanted to do something that was, that felt very free and very liberating for me that the way that I felt like I was going to be fulfilled was truly to do my own thing. You know, I'm kind of a wild thinker and, you know, I couldn't find exactly what I wanted in the corporate world. And so I wanted to create it for myself. Wow. And so how did you come up with the idea for Fleo? I feel like the idea for Fleo came to light in a very long way. So I had gone to the University of Iowa and studied health and sports. I had been a yoga teacher. I had owned a yoga studio in England. I had always been involved in wellness, physical activity. That's really where my heart was. But after I had sold my studio in England and moved back to the United States, I wanted a big change. I didn't want to teach anymore. I didn't want to actually do the classes anymore. I wanted a little bit slower pace physically. So I thought of ways that I could stay in the space, but not actually be doing the physical part of it. And so it morphed into, well, what is that? And so I was like, well, maybe I love creative things. Maybe I can make some clothes. And I bought a sewing machine and taught myself everything. I went to Joanne Fabric, like just right up the street in Florida, and would buy fabric and would sit there and sew things. I sewed quilts and just stuff, trying to figure out how the sewing machine works, and then ended up starting to take clothes apart. So I would sit with a seam ripper and just take clothes apart and see how they were made. And I found it to be extremely fascinating. I was like, oh, wow, look at this seam. And then there's this seam. And this is all new for me. So like maybe someone who went to school for fashion and design, you know, it might not have the magical appeal, but for new eyes, it was like, this is so cool. You know, I want to learn everything about this. So took apart a bunch of clothes and then tried to put them back together and um, would make my own patterns 
and sit there. And so Google and YouTube taught me literally everything that I know from that. Wow. And we do joke a lot about YouTube. I always say, you know, coming from the world where I came from into this one, if it weren't for YouTube, I wouldn't know how to do Excel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell our college professors this, but um, thank God for YouTube because it taught me everything I know. But yeah, I'm learning now. And now I've had to learn how to use spreadsheets and it's all good. But yeah, in the beginning, it was just, it's all very, very, very raw in the beginning. It gets more refined the longer that we've been at this. So what were you sewing in the beginning? First thing that I took apart was a pair of loose fitting running shorts. So I say loose fitting because we make everything tight fitting right now. Everything we do is spandex. If you think of like small spandex tight shorts, that's the first thing I took apart and tried to sew. So then I patterned it out and made a pattern for it. And how'd it go? It was, it went well. Um, It was interesting work. I ended up making 10 to 12 pairs. I got enough fabric to make 10 to 12 pairs and sent them out to friends and family and asked for feedback and got to see them. People were wonderful. They sent pictures and you know, sent it back and I liked them and I thought the feedback part was really fun and sort of iterating on a product and learning what people like and what people don't like. And I ultimately was like, gosh, loose fitting running shorts are very cool and they feel very good while you're running, but I wanted to find something that was a little bit more what we say aspirational. So then it morphed into tighter fitting shorts and spandex and something that women can, um, athletes, I should say, you know, can be very proud about their curves and their strong hamstrings and their strong legs and showing that off. Whereas loose fitting running shorts don't really do that because there's so much more fabric. Interesting. So you were very conscious of the athlete's body. Yeah. Yeah. And did you have people early on who, who were your test subjects? I had mostly friends and family. And then when it morphed from loose fitting running shorts into spandex, I reached out to bloggers and athletes in our space and sent them and basically just sent proto samples to get feedback and see what people were liking and what people didn't like. And the cool thing about all of that always for me has been the creation part. So it's that, you know, hey, I really like this, but I think it's a little bit too snug here. Okay, well, we can change that. We can let that out a quarter inch, you know, or I love this, but the hem is super narrow. I think that should be a one inch hem instead of a half inch hem. And those little details have literally just made me obsessed about doing everything with this for the last five years. And it's, it's a uh, very nuanced, lots of decision-making and it's those small bits of information, the small nuanced pieces that really differentiate the product. What is it about Fleo? What's different about your shorts? So, yeah, we do, we do an extreme amount of colors and prints. You name the print or the color and we've done it. We have high variety. We are extremely focused on details. Quality is huge. We are very um, customer focused. We've always been customer focused in terms of feedback and what girls like, what girls don't like. And then we, we actually can put it into, into play. So if we hear that, you know, you're not liking this or you do like this, we can action something quicker because we're made in the U S which is awesome. So what is, what is it like 
to create from, you know, beginning to end? What's that feel like for you? Oh, I get completely lost in the process. It's extremely fulfilling. It's very, very fun. We will sit down and whether we're just sitting there feeling a fabric, you know, or feeling how soft it is, or if it's brushed, or if it's smooth, or if it's silky, does it feel like suede? Does it feel like a peach? Like I can go on and like the descriptors of that is very, it's exciting. It like, lights me up from the inside completely. So we'll sit down, we'll look at fabric, the thread, every combo, every detail we choose. So the color of the label, the placement of the label, where it's going. And I think it's those, you know, those numerous decisions that go into literally every pair that make it different. And also it, the process is, it's very involved. What is your what is your work life like? It's a lot. Uh, work does not really get shut off in our house, which is it's a blessing and a curse because it's a lot all the time. We are a very uh, social media forward brand. So for us, social media doesn't stop ever. It doesn't stop. Even, you know, when it's day here and it's night in Australia, you know, we have customers there too. So it's very demanding. I really wouldn't have it any other way. It's very fulfilling that it um, connects with so many people. We go into the office every day. Our team is awesome. I can't say enough good things about our team. You know, we're there, I guess what I would say, normal office hours from 8.30 to 4.30 every day. And then when we come home, it's, you know, we have three daughters. It's everyone eat, go to activity. And meanwhile, still checking emails and checking social and answering customer service and, and all of it. What's the size of your company today? Well, we're a really spread out team. So we have our Woodlands headquarters, which is here, couple sewing teams. And then up near Dallas, we have our fulfillment team. So we are very vast. Our team here is thriving and growing still. Is anything scary about it? Right now, inventory issues um, with COVID going on. Shopping is actually crazy. Like it's crazy right now. I've heard things along the way of being out of in inventory. Oh, those are good problems to have. I just completely disagree. Um, you know, if our customer can't shop, they can't get our product. Um, and we've been hit pretty hard during the quarantine, during COVID and the, those effects. So right now it's just getting product back on the website and we're, we're e-commerce only. So who are your customers? Our customers are any woman who is touching a barbell or lifting something heavy or is not afraid to work really, really hard to the point of grunting or exhaustion or extreme sweating. I would say we are a very passionate, adventurous group of women. Typically, we're involved in a lot of strength sports, which is going to be powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, CrossFit, strongman. Home gyms are so popular too. Lots of women have set up in their garage for a gym and that has been a big part of our, our audience as well, customer. You know, you have to wonder if 20 years ago, this business would be viable. Yeah, I, I know. It's crazy. Like I said, we're super social media forward brand and you know, I'm super thankful for, for, the, for that opportunity. You can 
run a business from your phone. And it's wild to me. You know, I, I don't know, 20 years ago, I, I know. It's, it's certainly come a long way and something that I'm super proud to contribute to in some small way because it's exercise for a lot of women is a stress reliever. It, you know, adds value to their life and just something that I've felt so strongly about for so many years. Doing it through the clothing route is, is, is very fun. Did you ever imagine you'd own a clothing company? No. <laughs> no. I mean, I wanted to do something, you know, just different and fun, you know, that I think is different and fun and no experience there, not one single bit and taught every, taught myself everything that I would need to know to get up and going and have learned a lot along the way. What's been the biggest lesson? I would say the biggest lesson has been anything that, that I want to accomplish or that we as a team want to accomplish. It's going to take longer than you think. You know, you really have to work towards something and things just don't happen overnight. And so the biggest lesson is to just putting in your time and working towards that goal and having the patience to continue to, you know, you just show up every day and you keep grinding it out. So from the time you started, were you frustrated at the pace at the beginning? How long would you say it took you to kind of gain some steam? We had some pretty good traction early on. First print that we ever did was Pink Cheetah. So it was a bright orange and pink leopard print. And it was just very eye-catching and something that was kind of different at that time. And so we got some traction pretty early on. When growth happens and you grow and say you double and then maybe you double again and the growth continues to happen, it's always hard to play catch up and get these things to match, you know, with, with where you're at in terms of inventory and customers, new customers coming in. You know, it's a data-driven game for us. However, you know, you can't account for things like COVID. You know, you can't, the things that just sort of throw a monkey wrench into life and, and are unpredictable. At what point did you say, Carl, I think you need to join me? Yeah. When did that happen? So that's a good question. I think it was- Your I, husband, Carl, I should say. Yeah, I think it's going to be three years this summer. We had originally moved down here because he had started at Exxon. And so between the two of us, I mean, you want to talk data, 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 spreadsheets, spreadsheets. We're the two completely different sides. He helps guide me in those spreadsheet ways. Uh, and Wow. So you started off all on your own. This was all you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's It was doing the social media, the production, the sourcing for fabric and trims and materials. It was finding a manufacturer, which is not that easy to do in the U.S. It was it was a one-man show for, for about two and a half, three years. Wow. And what's it like working side-by-side side with Carl? It's good. It's interesting. It's a growth experience, honestly. You know, it's helping someone see something, some thing in a new way. It's gotten easier over the years together, you know, in terms of things that he's going to call out that need improvement. He's a processes guy, you know, like streamline. He's an operations guy. Frankly, he's just what we need to help tighten everything up and make everything run smoothly. He's always got the bird's eye view on what's going on on, on Fleo, and it's really good working together, honestly. 
in five years or, or what would success look like for you at the end of the day here? So for me, success looks like expanding the portfolio to reach new customers. So right now we have our shorts and we have some sports bras and our leggings, which people are really excited about. We recognize that small, tiny, itty bitty spandex shorts is not a product for everyone, but we also recognize that there are women out there who really like the brand. They're not into the product, which I totally understand. So in five years, the goal is to have expanded categories into more tank tops and, you know, sweatshirts, sweatpants, loose fitting running shorts, all of the things. So if the brand speaks to you, you feel like you can come in and finally find a product that, that you'll wear and represent it. And you're global. We ship everywhere. We ship U.S. Australia is a wonderful market for us. It's so cool. And it's what's so fun for me is I've known you. I mean, I think I met you when you were in middle school. Yeah. And you're, you were, I will say, and I was an adult, so you may have appeared more shy than you actually were, but you were kind of a shy kid and quiet. Uh, very ambitious. I always knew that. Um, and very quiet. And so yeah. when I see you in this, in this space, it's so incredibly powerful to see what's been possible for you. And I'm just, I'm just wondering when you look back at who you were, who you are, was there ever anything that, you know, you may have considered a flaw that actually turned out to be a really great thing? I think I would just echo what you said about being quiet. I definitely have always really liked to pull, pull my materials into my space and do my work. I, I love being behind the scenes. You will most likely never see me, you know, out in the front line. You know, I want our customer to represent the brand. I do this for them. The, the part that fulfills me is the creation side. So yeah, being quiet. I love getting into, you know, my quiet space and, having my materials and, and looking at the creation and putting things together and just watching something morph in front of your eyes. Just, you know, watching it come to life in front of your face is extremely fulfilling. So I would echo what you said in terms of pulling inward and, and just getting to work. Did anybody ever tell you you couldn't do this? My parents are all... I think they probably knew that I'm that I was never going to go a corporate path that I was, you know, I didn't take any of the business classes in school, but my mom, the artist herself, you know, I was encouraged to make a mess, get messy, get your hands in there, make something, get creative. You colored on the wall, oops, we'll see if we can get that out. You know, it was never that was never a big deal. So I always felt like I had the freedom and the the ability to express myself freely that way i never felt inhibited in any way and you know sometimes you have the self-doubt of like oh can i do this so if anyone sometimes question questions it i would say that sometimes it's me getting out of my own way you know and sort of pumping myself up to, to say yes absolutely like just go for it wow and now you're raising three girls yeah. Is that how it is in your house too? Yeah. I mean, my girls are all very different. So same thing here. We, 
if I go up into Vivian's room, it's going to be what sort of box creation have you made? You know, what are you putting together? George is very sporty. She loves to play soccer and get extremely dirty. You know, those are the things that I value so much in terms of, you know, self-expression and feeling free and knowing that side of yourself that we absolutely encourage that. On the other side, we do have Carl, who brain is more organized than mine. And he's very wonderful at helping with the balance. But also, you know, we need to do X, Y, and Z as well. What would you say to any entrepreneurs that are listening? What you what you said about getting out of your own way, I know really resonates with a lot of us, but certainly those who are are stepping out and doing something a little risky, which may yeah. be starting a business. What would you say to them? I would say trust your intuition. I think we all have that gut feeling, that feeling inside of us of knowing what is right for us. And sometimes you can't even explain what that is, but you know it and you can feel it and you can sense it. And if if you feel something pushing you towards, you know, this dream or to at least try or get your feet wet or why not do it. Trust the gut, trust the intuition. For me, it always leads you in the right direction. You have to, you just have to trust it. What's your superpower? I would say ability to bounce back. One of the things that, you know, you see a lot with children is that they're learning so much every day. You know, I observe my girls, they're learning so much every day and we're never ever, 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 ever. We're never going to get it right all the time. You know, we're going to mess up. We're going to slip up, but you got to come back. You know, it's, you got to bounce back. And I think over the course of five years of doing this with Fleo, you know, you take some, take some hits in terms of messing up here and there, but it's always, always bouncing back. How do you own that? I own that with sticking to my ambition. And I thought a lot about this and you know, ambition, sometimes I think it's a bad rap, you know, it's, yeah. it's not bad. And to be ambitious and to be working towards a goal and to know that it, you know, it's not a selfish thing or, you know, it doesn't have to be a dirty word. It's something that you can own it and you can do it with humor, a sense of humor. You can do it with a warm connection with people. You can keep your ambition and still accomplish that. That's so great. Babs King, you are amazing. It's been a pleasure to watch you grow and now growing humans and enterprise. What a thrill it is for us to watch. Well, thank you so much. She bought a sewing machine. That was the beginning. And I think you get the sense that Babs truly lives and breathes her company's mission. Success like hers is rarely an accident. Way to go, Babs. We'll be watching. Did you read the book Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert? Well, I read it and came out of it literally looking online to see where I could meet her. I was obsessed. Not in a creepy way, but when we say dreams come true at Women Lead Change, we mean it. While I won't get to fangirl over her in person, I and you, if you want, can see her live at our Central Iowa Conference coming up on October 28th. She'll join an all-star leadership lineup that includes Kendra Hall, Katrina Adams, the Nagoski sisters, who talk about my favorite, burnout, have you heard of that? And many others. While you're at it, check out the incredible speakers and workshops at two other WLC All Access events. Those happen on October 8th and November 
November 10th. For more targeted development, don't miss the upcoming workshops on imposter syndrome. That's with Dr. Sindra Kampoff on August 12th. And then Men, Women, and Words, Communicating Across the Gender Divide with Amber Nelson. That's on September 29th. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. We certainly would appreciate it. For more information on all of this and much more, go to wlcglobal.org.